All right, welcome to another episode of the Light Bulb Factory, conversation centered on the church becoming the light of the world. We're back again for another episode today, a discussion episode, and I have some friends with me here to talk about another practice of Jesus. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Josh Chandler. I am one of the interns here in the college ministry at FBC, um, and I am a senior this year, and I'm getting ready to graduate. Woohoo! Awesome. Yeah. Hi, I am Carson McCarver from the FBC Waco College Ministry, and I am not a senior. I'm a sophomore. That's about it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, so Josh, as I think you said, is uh, is an intern with us in the college ministry. Carson, you want to tell them what you do in terms uh, of leading yes, and gathering? Yes, I, I help lead uh, Coffee and Conversation with Forrest Jones on Mondays at 7. You should go. You should go. Yes, if you highly like recommend. Coffee or conversation. Or both. Or both. Or, or yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just one. That's right. Either way, we're, we're chill. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are going to talk a little bit today about uh, another um, practice, which is, is really the practice of reading Scripture. So one of the ones that's probably more familiar to most of us, maybe one that we've practiced more than some of the others we'll talk about in this series. Um, so, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in the church kind of hearing that it was important to have a regular sort of habit of reading Scripture that the Bible was not just something that, you know, the pastors read to you um, in a corporate gathering, although that was important too, but that if we really wanted to get to know uh, this God that we worship and serve, then we ought to um, regularly kind of meet together with him um, every day to get to know what's in the Bible, but really more importantly, to get to know what our God through what's in the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how, uh, I guess, did you guys hear, how did you guys hear the, you know, it talked about in church growing up in terms of the importance of reading the Bible, or, or why is it why is it an important thing to read the Bible? Um, I'd say it was similar to what you were saying to begin with. Uh, you, you hear it in church and you hear it referenced, but I think one of the things I think of isn't actually from a church setting. It's um, I was at a, a high school like summer camp for Christians, and they this one man he came up to talk about reading the Bible and how Scripture should be a part of your life, and I always remembered that he told me if you don't read the text on which your religion is founded, how do you call yourself a Christian? Wow. And I was like really convicted by that. Um, so that's what comes to my mind when I think of scripture. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. I think for me, um, it was very similar to what you said, Ryan. Um, I'm, I definitely came from a background where it was, um, heavily suggested and promoted <laughs> to, you know, re- read your Bible at home and spend that time um, getting to know not only the story of uh, that God has put together throughout history, but also just to understand who our God is, who Christ is, um, how we can follow him and emulate him in our everyday lives. So uh, very similar to what you were saying, but yeah, that's that's really how I got started reading, reading my Bible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and Carson's, uh, the, the kind of quote you brought up there sure. a minute ago really just brings us to a sobering thing. It was like a lot of us want to say that uh, that our faith is a central part of our life, and Jesus is the Lord or leader of who we follow. And um, and so if, you know, if there was some other habit in your life that you were supposedly all about, you know what I mean, but you hadn't actually read the like the basic beginner sort of yeah. like you know <laughs> how to how to guide to playing disc golf or wh- For whatever dummies. <laughs> yeah that's right or you know the video game you hadn't even watched the tutorial you know whatever yeah. it is that would be kind of strange you know yeah. mm-hmm. and and really uh 
in the Bible is, is in some sense a starter pack, but al- although we all know from reading it that it's actually a lot more complicated than that, yeah. that, that it's, uh, it's something that is going to raise a lot of questions for us, that we're going to have to uh, wrestle through what it actually means um, quite a bit and for the rest of our days, but yet on a very basic level, um, how can we begin to say that we know and follow this God if we haven't read, uh, you know, the book that he's, that he's left us with? Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I can remember going back to when I was in, I think, middle school, about sixth grade or so, uh, was really the first time that I started to read the Bible. And uh, I remember that, um, you know, I just said, like, okay, I'm going to start with Genesis 1. Uh, and, you know, I read about his the creation world. story. And I was like, wow, this is, <laughs> there you know, go. I remember, you know, okay. getting fascinated by the genealogies. Who does that, you know, <laughs> foreshadowing of things to come for me? Of course. But <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> but uh, anyway, just started to, like, get engrossed in the story that just kind of kept unrolling and unraveling. And, um, and back even then, even when I was young, I think I was able to kind of uh, start this habit of, like, okay, every day, just want to read a little bit. It doesn't have to be long, but, uh, but what I, I want to get in a routine of... Uh, reading, reading what's next, and and eventually getting to the point of familiarity and internalizing it. Uh, and I guess what I'm leading to here is what are what are kind of the habits or rhythms for reading scripture that you've picked up over the years? Um, what have you found to be useful for you? Yeah, I think for me, the what I'm currently doing and what I've been doing for a while and trying to do for a while is just spending time either in the evening or in the morning, just sitting there and reading what I feel like reading, you know, whether it be a a chapter, a couple chapters, um, if I have all the time in the world, a whole book of the Bible. Um, And more recently, you know, I've been, I've been going through the Gospels. And so I started with Matthew 1. And I'm just at night, I've been picking up my Bible and reading until I feel like, okay, that I really got something out of this or, um, or until I get tired, you know, and it's time to go to sleep. But um, so I've been going through those Gospels and just reading a few chapters at a time uh, as much as I feel like I'm able to do. Yeah. Do you feel like is night better for you than morning? In, in the I'm way trying to figure wired? that out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I want to get it to where I'm reading in the morning because I think that's going to start my day out better um, and just lead to, you know, a, something that I can be meditating on throughout the day and um really be purposeful and intentional with that. I'm trying yeah. to get to that point, but yeah. it just hasn't been working out recently. Sure. Yeah. I understand. Um, yeah. Don't yeah. be surprised if I don't go in this um, I've been doing about a similar thing, you know, one or two chapters a day. It depends on how long it is. Like enough that I feel like I've dwelled in it. Sometimes I'll read the same chapter twice if I feel like I have more that I could get from it. You know, I don't want to just skim through it at high speed and leave it at that. Um, because otherwise I'd have a bad habit of just trying to check it off instead of spending time in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to be doing. Um, I'm working on the time, though. It's typically in the afternoon. I might switch it over to during breakfast if I'm by myself. Because I, I also want to start it near the beginning of my day so I have time to think about it. And um, a lot of the times I'll read it with somebody, one of my friends, so that way I make mm-hmm. sure I keep up with them. Um, mm-hmm. And I might try to read it in the morning and whenever I talk with them, read it with them as well. And that brings me back to it so that I'm thinking on it again. So I'm going to try doing that this week, but yeah. that's where I'm at right now. That's cool. When you, when you talk about reading it with somebody else, do you mean like literally sitting next to them reading it or like you're kind of like on your own reading the same things together? Like what does that look like? On days that we don't talk, it would be the second, the latter. Um, yeah. However, she does not live here. So we'd be like on the phone and one of yeah. us would read out loud and we follow along, same version, because we've got a digital Bible, cool. um, that kind of thing. And yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, sometimes having another person, you know, mm-hmm. kind of tracking along with you helps build in some accountability mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. keep going and encouraging. Yeah, Definitely. and also yeah. like picking up on meetings. We talked about that on Sunday a little bit. You can kind of pick up what stuck out to each other and yeah. get a little bit more out of it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, um, I think uh, everybody has to find the right time of day for you. Some people are morning people. I certainly am not, you know, <laughs> um, although sometimes that's when I have, you know, if I can get awake and I'm not in a rush to get to a meeting early or something, then, then I do like to do the morning, but sometimes mm-hmm. just a different time of the day is better. And it's about kind of knowing yourself and your own tendencies. Right. Woke um, up at five forty today. Ooh, five forty. Yeah. Okay. Dude, did you like go rowing or something? <laughs> nah. That's what I in- imagine everybody who gets up at five forty does. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Join the rowing team. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you know, Josh, when you were talking about um, the Gospels, I think that's actually a great place to start with reading Scripture, um, especially if uh, we don't have a lot of familiarity with with the Bible, is that sometimes people uh, kind of assume that, you know, Genesis is the beginning, so just like <laughs> any other book, you start in the beginning. And you can, and I did, as I said earlier, but, uh, but I think that... Um, that that might go okay for a while, but sometimes by the time you get to Leviticus numbers, mm-hmm. those books are important, but it's easy to get kind of bogged down and like, where's this story going, yeah, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I like the idea of starting in the Gospels because the Bible is all about Jesus. It's a story that finds its culmination in Jesus. He's the center of it. All of it matters, but Jesus is the most important part. And I think that the Gospels help us to, uh, to, to figure out uh, where this story is headed. And so uh, sometimes I tell people, start in John, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because you get one gospel, then you go straight into Acts, you know, which is like the story of the birth of the church, and you get Romans, you know, and, mm-hmm. you, and so that's, I think that's a good sequence kind of right in a row to get a good flavor of what the Bible's about. You know, you can branch out from there kind of in concentric circles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that. That sounds good. It yeah. also helps you contextualize the Old Testament when you go back to it. Yeah. Like you were saying, yeah. otherwise you just kind of look at it thinking, where is this? What is this about? Right. Why are we covering these thousands of years? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, the Gospels are full of these, like, Old Testament references. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more explicit, like <laughs> quotes, and some of them are more, like, implicit through imagery, and you really have to, you know, have a lot of familiarity to notice them. But either way, uh, it kind of helps us keep in mind that the Old Testament is kind of reaching its fulfillment in Christ, you know, and that that's the purpose of you know, of all of it really is to lead us to Jesus. So, um, I'm curious what, uh, what tips or tricks do you guys have over the years that you've picked up just reading the Bible? Anything that you have found to be, be useful? This one hopefully will be obvious, but try not to do it right before you go to bed. Cause yeah. if right before you go to bed is 2am, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, you know, try to find time within your day or if, if you are a morning person doing it in the morning, um, that's, you know, a big thing. Cause then, one of the hardest parts is obviously just doing it. Sometimes yeah. it just gets neglected. Yeah. Um, and I'd say the second thing for me would be spend time in it. Like I mentioned earlier, don't try to just check it off. If you have the time, which hopefully you do, then try to make it, you know, at least 10 minutes and not yeah. just skim through the chapter that you assigned yourself. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would echo the first thing that you just said. Um, don't do it right before you go to bed, even though that's literally what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Um, because it is so very easy to just say I'm exhausted. 
I deserve this sleep because I've been working hard all day and then just pushing the Bible to the side. Yeah. So yeah, highly, highly recommend not doing that. And that's why I'm wanting to move it into the morning, morning period. But sure. that's, that's definitely my first piece of advice. And second, I would say definitely have a set time. Um, yeah. so that way you get into that routine, you know, you reach that point in the day and it's like, okay, this is the time that I'm going to read my Bible. And you just, you get in that habit and it becomes easier and easier and easier over time. Yeah. Um, and a third one kind of going along with, you know, take, take your time in it. Um, maybe, you know, you, you don't have to read, like, you don't have to set a goal for yourself of like, I'm going to read one chapter and say you only have like 10 or 15 minutes to read the Bible and then you rush through it and you yeah. skim through it. You know, that's, that's not going to be as helpful as maybe just, you know, even setting a timer on your phone and just starting reading, just start out in whatever chapter you're wanting to read and take it slow, you know, just, just work your way through it slowly. Think on the things that really stick out to you and, um, you know, if, if that's the kind of system you're going to have and you have a timer set when the timer goes off, you know, if you have to go do your next thing, then great. Come back to it tomorrow and you've, you've spent good time in the Word, not trying to rush through and complete a chapter and check it off like you had said, Carson. Yeah, that's good. But just spending time in what is sticking out to you and taking yeah. it slowly. Yeah, that, that makes me think, too, that, that you're going to have questions when you read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, Absolutely. You know, if you're being honest with yourself, you are, that... Um, there's, you know, there are going to be things that, that say, wow, I I can't believe the Bible would say that. And, you know, what does it mean when it says that? And does this seem inconsistent with that? You know, Mm -hmm. if you're paying attention, you're going to have questions. You may even have doubts that, that come up along the way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I encourage people not to be afraid of that or run away from that. Uh, just make note of those. Uh, you may literally even write them down somewhere and and find somebody trusted that you can talk to about them. Um, especially as they more important to you and your soul, you know, yeah. uh, whether it's, uh, you know, a friend or a pastor or just somebody that, you know, you can trust, you know, because yeah. um, uh, sometimes they're going to have answers that are going to help resolve those tensions for you. And sometimes they're not. And that's OK, yeah. too, is they can tell you just one to linger in that and say, that's a that's a tough one. We got to keep, uh, you know, yeah. keep working on more challenges. I mean, I remember yeah. I just went through Ecclesiastes and uh it's always really fun reading that because it's basically an entire book of saying all your activities are worthless. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. and to in some extent, it's like what you were saying, you know, there's, there's some conflict there where you think, well, I mean, I've done all this stuff and I put all my time into this and I think it's a good activity. It's edifying. And you have to think about where that sits in your life and how he means that and, yeah. and whether he's, you know, saying that everything you do is worthless or telling you how you should appreciate what you do in that context. Right. That kind yeah. of thing. Great example. Yeah. Um, I, I encourage people to uh, approach reading the Bible like, uh, in some ways, like they study for class, okay? And what, yeah. what I mean by that is um, that if you're studying for an exam next week, you know, you, you kind of realize, like, I don't just need to read this. I need to internalize this. I want to mm-hmm. help myself remember this. In this particular case, though, not just to, for next week and then I forget it, but, you yeah. know, but really for the long term. Mm-hmm. And I think that means that uh, there's kind of a... Uh, you, you start to read it in a way that says, okay, let me try to capture the, the point of this passage, not just kind of like fish for, you know, kind of a verse or word that like is nice and I can <laughs> post it on Instagram and get on with my day because I feel inspired. <laughs> but, but really like try to understand what is, what is being said here? Like what's the point? And, uh, and then from, from there, try to, as you read a whole book, try to, to put it, this, this chapter within the whole book. You know, like uh, I think some of my, some of the things that have helped me the most over the years 
uh, kind of get better at remembering where things are in scripture and what it says is just trying to go through and being able to say like, you know, okay, Acts chapter one, that's where Jesus, you know, uh, this, you know, says that the, the spirit's coming down and they're going to be witnesses all over the world. Acts chapter two, that's when the spirit comes and people are filled with tongues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Acts chapter three, that's when Peter goes and, you know, and, the, and meets the beggar, you know, you can kind of have like a sentence in your mind of what mm-hmm. happens in each chapter. Yeah. And if you can almost get to the end of a book and almost rehearse that, you know, it can help you figure out how it all fits together, and uh, and that's going to help you remember things um, pretty pretty well, as opposed to just like oh that was nice. All right, what's next? Yeah, yeah. what a flex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I do respect that though because I definitely couldn't do that for a lot of different things. So I mm-hmm. well, I and, you know, try, yeah. and I couldn't do it for Second Timothy or oh, whatever. Yeah. But but you know there's there's parts that you learn to know better mm-hmm. than others, and uh, and it, it really does help you kind of internalize it more and more. Definitely worth so. giving a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love how Josh Sharp said that on Sunday, you know, yeah. how he how he took that week and read through the entire book of Isaiah. And at the end of it, he could actually see like, oh, this is how all of these different chapters fit into the greater story of Isaiah. Yeah. Um, and so that, yeah, that's that's a fantastic way to just mm-hmm. get to know your Bible and get to know what's going on. Yeah. There's uh, there's some videos that I do recommend from the Bible Project. Have you guys love listened them. to those? Love oh, it. They're so okay. good. Yep. Yeah, makes me inspired every time. They're really helpful. They have a video for each book of the Bible, um, and then others too. But, but uh, if you're reading Second Timothy, then you yeah. can just Google Second Timothy Bible Project. Oh, on YouTube, sorry. <laughs> and uh, and there's like a you know seven eight minute video that kind of like draws out the structure of the book, and you know kind of helps you, uh, pr- you know follow along with the, with the flow of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have those been helpful to you? Excellent if you're in scriptures class. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I've definitely used those a lot. No, it's, I mean, scriptures did make me think about, you know, what, where is this? What's the context of this? Because that was what really got me familiar with my parts of the Bible. But sometimes I will go through, or if I'm going to start a new book or go somewhere else, I've looked at those videos just to see like, what am I, what am I really looking at here? Um, and they're just, they're really well laid out. So yeah. I always feel like I come out of it with a much better understanding than I would have had when I started the video. Mm, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I think for me, I, I haven't used them as maybe as in depth as you have, Carson. But I know in the past when you've used them in your sermons, Ryan, uh, they've just been so helpful in giving a holistic view of a concept mm-hmm. and just giving a greater understanding, and then um, motivating me to get that deeper understanding of whatever the concept was, yeah. whether it was justice, yeah. like we talked about last semester. Yeah, it's a great um, video. Yeah, fantastic video uh, that just really put everything in perspective. So yeah, I, I think the Bible Project videos are fantastic. Yeah. Their concept videos are just mm-hmm. way too good. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the same time, we've talked about kind of tips and tricks, but also know that, that this is a struggle, you know, for all of us to, at times, to have kind of this daily routine. We get Definitely. distracted. We have different priorities, um, you know, and so let's, you know, so that we don't sound like we have things all together here, you know, what's, what's, what's a struggle that you've kind of dealt with, um, in this, in keeping this habit? I think the greatest struggle for me is consistency. Yeah. Um, I feel you. <laughs> yep. yeah, that's just, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing that almost everybody struggles with Oh yeah. is just consistently sitting down and reading your Bible. Um, it's just, it, it shouldn't be that hard, but it is. And I, I'm, I keep trying to put my finger on why, and part of me is like, oh, you know, this, this is the way we're going to get to know our Savior, and Satan doesn't like that, so he really works to try and get us to not be consistent in our reading, and, you know, that, 
that's the biggest struggle that he pushes against all of us. So, yeah. 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 yeah I think, I think he probably tries to distract us more than anything oh, yeah. else. That's, that's how, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> distraction. That's a really good way to our, mm-hmm. our soul. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of mentioned it earlier and it's the same thing as what you were saying, Josh, it's don't do it in the evening. You know, you might neglect it. You might be inconsistent. You might think it's only a couple minutes of my day. I'll just catch it up next time. Uh, do it tomorrow, like double up the reading or something. And that's not, not very helpful. Um, because it is, it is about, you know, the time that you spend, can spend consistently. And uh, another thing for me was that it's not a very high startup cost to start reading. Just pick somewhere, go. Um, but at the same time, if you haven't done it, it could be one of those, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start next week. And you mm-hmm. keep saying you'll do it eventually, and you just never do. Yeah. I know there are years that I knew I should read my Bible and that I wanted to get into reading my Bible, but I just never did yeah, until absolutely. I had something that made me think, okay, I will start reading it now. And then, like, after that, it's fine. But for some reason, even though there's very little startup cost, the actual initiation of it can be a big stopping point. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we have to uh, learn to stiff arm the shame that we can feel because of that, you know. Um, Absolutely. You can start at some point saying, like, I'm the worst. I'm so inconsistent. You know, God must be so disappointed with me. And, uh, mm-hmm. that, and that, those moments really become our failure really becomes an opportunity just to remember the character of God and his mm-hmm. grace and how, uh, how none of those things are true is mm-hmm. that, um, is that he stands kind of, you know, ready to meet with us and to transform us, and, but also to forgive us, you know? And, uh, and so I think that if we start to, you know, conjure up images of a God who's like angry and, you know, um, you know, we've ghosted him. And so therefore he's, you know, probably done with us. You know, we, we, we're missing, we're missing something about the heart of God, you know? Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> Great way to describe I love that. that man. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> but yeah, the, what you're saying there, I mean, that's, that's such an important thing to remember is, because it is so easy. I know I've had those thoughts so many times of, oh, I'm not a great Christian because I'm not reading my Bible consistently. I'm not as, mm-hmm. I'm not as good as this person. And I start comparing myself to other people who I know are, oh, yeah. are consistently reading their Bible. But that is so important to just remember, you know, give yourself grace. This is something we all, all struggle with. Just, you know, one yeah. of the most basic things of our, of our faith. Um, but just giving, giving ourselves that little bit of grace that, you know, God, uh, graciously and easily grants to us. Yeah. And I'd also like to say on top of that, that if you are having those thoughts where you feel like you're failing because you're not doing it, then that at least shows that it matters to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like definitely. that signifies Absolutely. something important. Absolutely. So just worth noting. Yeah. Another thing I hear people say sometimes is just like, well, I just feel like I'm not really getting anything out of it. You know, and, and this person is, uh, you know, has taken the time to, to do it, but, mm-hmm. um, but it feels like maybe there's not much return on investment in the sense that like I read the words and I'm just like, either I don't understand what they mean or I understand them. I just don't know what in the world it has to do with me. And, you know, yeah. and, you know, and admittedly there are parts of the Bible that are going to connect to our oh, yeah. daily experience much yeah. more than others. You know, um, if you're, if you're reading the genealogies of, you know, uh, Frodo was the son of Bilbo and, you know, <laughs> everything else, I think that's in second hesitation. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, those are definitely parts I would just you know skip over. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the genealogies, but most people don't. So uh, you know, I, I think that sometimes we can get to the end of of our time, and we're like, well, what in the world am I supposed to do with that? And and I think that 
I do encourage people to remember that the purpose of the Bible is always to meet with God. Mm -hmm. And so even if that chapter of the Bible didn't do anything for you, we're all going to have those days. Um, There's still moments before and after in prayer um, where it's still, you know, God, here I am. You know, what do you what do you have for me today? And, uh, you know, here's the things I need to, to offer up to you and ask you for and create space to hear from you. And, uh, and so I guess, you know, we've been talking recently about this kind of model of a daily devotion of three part of being silence and solitude, a scripture reading, B prayer, C, uh, there are going to be moments where that second segment C just feels like I didn't know what to do with that, but that's not the entirety of, of, mm-hmm. of the time with God is that you're right. coming with a greater purpose of meeting with him. And so, uh, don't beat yourself up about the fact yeah. that you can't figure out how you're related to Bilbo Baggins, you know, just, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just, just, uh, just you know, it. embrace it. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause I feel like, and there are, like you said, there are a lot of parts that should, and hopefully do speak to you, especially just depending on what you're going through at, at the time. But there are a lot of parts that probably shouldn't, and that's okay right. because they're designed to give you context and to spend time with God. Yeah. And so I feel like, Sometimes we have a habit of thinking that everything that we're doing and everything that we read should somehow immediately make us feel different and like engage our script or spiritual life. And sometimes it's not supposed to do that. Sometimes it's just something you need to meditate on and take in the greater context so that way you get that worldview coming into your, into your mind every day, even if it's not applicable to your life. Mm -hmm. There are large sections of the old Testament that are historical, you know, and it's, uh, King Hezekiah, you know, fought against this king and this many men, you know, died and and they took over the city mm-hmm. and you're like, cool, I live in Waco, never yeah. heard of that place, so what's up, you know? It definitely won't directly impact your life. However, right. it's it's in the context of something that should and a lot of times there's some metaphorical context, don't forget about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That all of it is, you have to, how is it connected to the wider story of the Bible, you know? Um, this is our story that we've, we live in and, and inhabit, and how does this fit in the wider whole? Mm-hmm. Um, you it's know, a worldview. You're, yeah, you're going to need to know those, those even more obscure parts because um, they, they do fit in somewhere. So, um, Very good. Well, uh, you know, yesterday we, we did something a little different. We, we tried this, this practice called Lectio Divina, you know, that Josh led yes. us through. And we uh, read a passage in Second Corinthians. Was that? Have you all experienced Lectio Divina before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I had experience with that my freshman year. Um, we did it in the honors college um, frequently, especially at um, nightly chapel. So yeah. had a good had a lot of experience with that. Had good experiences with that. Okay. Well, you're not contractually obligated to say that you love Lectio Divina. There's nothing in the life <laughs> factory it. trademark, you know, that requires you. <laughs> yeah. So, but you enjoyed it too. I also did it um, freshman year. I had alternative chapel in Elliston in the evenings. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed the experience. However, my sleep schedule freshman year was such that I was almost always falling asleep during said experience. Yeah. So it was a, it was a mixed bag for me. But I I know I liked the idea of it. And yeah. with a better sleep schedule, like now, it was pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Lectio Divina is really just a different way to reflect on Scripture that ideally you can have the text read to you so that you can, you know, just be kind of listening for a word or phrase that sticks mm-hmm. out to you, that stops you, and you can kind of dig into why is that sticking out to me and is maybe God wanting to say something to me or through me uh, through this through this word or phrase. Um 
And so it's a different way of doing things uh, that I think sometimes we can get in a mode of reading scripture that's very like um, scientist, you know? Yeah. It's like the text is under a microscope and we're like Analytical. examining it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, looking for bacteria or, you know, I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, but we're trying to figure out like how do all these pieces like fit together and, um, and instead, uh, I think Lectio Divina places us in a place where we're just trying to hear from, from God, to hear from the Holy Spirit. Mm. Receptive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different mode um, that, that I think, you know, at least I know I didn't grow up doing much of, and it occasionally is a nice refresher. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I have an idea for a young entrepreneur out there. Uh, I think I think if you made a Lectio Divina YouTube channel, okay, mm. give me some feedback on this mm. idea. Mm-hmm. You'd have to have the right voice for it. You I can would. see you doing it. Could okay. not see me doing it. Ooh, all right. Mm. You got to put on the announcer voice, the one for uh, oh, football games, right? right? Yeah, that's right. Now starting for your Baylor Bears. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Although that's not quite the Lectio Divina voice. <laughs> no, we I mean, just gotta gotta get a biblical biblical passage in there. Yeah, have a little bit of ambiance. The disciple who Jesus loved. <laughs> That could work. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you have a YouTube channel, so here's my pitch, because it was brought up to us. Like, It's cool when you're in a corporate setting and someone's reading you a text and you're just like listening. But if it's just you alone mm-hmm. in your room, like who's going to read you the text? So, And you can do an audio book, but it's That's not quite say, the same. There are you know? audio book Bibles, aren't there? Yeah, is that, or is it just the pacing? But I, not I think it's the pacing yeah, okay. and, and like build in the instructions and all that. So we need a YouTube channel of like, you know, how long would it take? Not even that long to create like 50 videos. Okay. Choose 50 passages. Maybe that's even a little too much. And, uh, you know, create some videos people can do on their own, you know, would not be I hard. I think for, for a specific group, like if you made it for the college group, I could understand that. But if I found said YouTube channel existing right now, I would be split between like pleased and concerned. So, <laughs> Do you care to elaborate? <laughs> um, I mean, I would, I would like that it exists, but I feel like if I were to use it, it would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'd, I don't know how I feel the, about the that. Silence. Just if it, were, if it were there in general, yes. But for, for a specific group, if you said, like, I made this for blank people, I understand that. Because then okay. it's someone you're familiar with yeah. instead of strange man reading to me. <laughs> okay. Now okay. I see where you're All going right. with this. Yeah. Well, uh, the point is we're having auditions next week for Lectio <laughs> oh. Divina, and Carson gets to choose the voice. So Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyway, point of all this <laughs> random side trail is that uh, there are different ways of reading scripture, and the ones that help us kind of engage on a heart level and not just a head level, and uh, we ought to learn those skills too mm-hmm. as we as we become more more seasoned Bible readers. Let's end with this. Uh, is there a, a favorite book of the Bible that you, or favorite section that you enjoy reading, and um, why is that uh, is, is that a favorite for you? I feel like I should split it a little bit. So for entertainment value, I quite love Revelation because mm. you know Just it's Revelation. Revelation. There's so much going great. on. I love Revelation. <laughs> it's quite intense. There's dragons and horns yeah. and. But yeah. I think if I, if I if I pick a favorite, pick a favorite, maybe John. I just. Okay. Obviously, the Gospels are important, and I've, I quite like John because it has a different take. Um, it's a lot more personal to me, so I, I think I'll stick with John. Cool. Mm, that's great. I know in the past, I have really loved the books of Acts and Judges. Mm. Those, are two, the, those are two books that are very, they're very much storytelling, um, 
and historical, you know, about the historical church and then about Israel and um, all of the judges that came around and uh, saved Israel from their continuing continuing pattern of sin and repentance and redemption. Yeah. Um, and th- those two books, I just, I really, really have enjoyed studying in the past. And I'm just talking about it again. I'm wanting to go back and read them. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I think I I think Second Corinthians is one that I I've enjoyed, which is kind of under the radar. Like if this mm. was March Madness, it'd probably be mm. like a six seed or something, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, in other words, you know, it's not not the typical favorite, but uh, but it, one that I think just speaks to me a lot. Um, there's just some really good passages in there that I really enjoy. Uh, and then the Sermon on the Mount, I guess more particularly, mm-hmm. is probably three of my favorite uh, chapters of the Bible: Matthew five through seven. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think where we're really seeing the heart of the kingdom of God that God is bringing into this world through mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, and uh, those are things that I, I love reading about. And yeah. so His upside-down kingdom, throwback to last yeah. semester. Ooh, <laughs> that is right. That is right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think we can just end with an encouragement that uh, we have a daily kind of reading Bible reading plan that we do here called Read Together that really just gives you a place to start if you're like, okay, I want to read the Bible, but I don't know what or where or how. And uh, it basically is seven chapters a week, which is, you know, one a day, uh, so that you can do, um, you just give you something to track along with. And so um, I think that uh, right now we're going through John, I believe uh, mm-hmm. this week is... Like 11 through 17. Yeah, thanks for that. John 11 through 17, um, you know, and so we'll have another week in John, and then we'll be on to something else uh a couple weeks from now, but uh, if you right now today are just like, okay, I'm not in the habit of this. I need to get into it. Um, start with John. That's a good good yeah. place to start, as we already said yeah. earlier. So it's convenient we're also there in the plan. But um, anyway, I think that as you carve out this this time and this space to meet with God, um, that you're going to become more familiar with the story that is our story, and you're going to uh, have more space and time to just hear from God and meet with Him and grow closer with Him every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, do you guys have any final um, encouragements or uh, words of advice you would give out today? Hmm. I think about that one. I think for me, I would just say reading the Bible is a very enjoyable um, enjoyable experience. Um, it's something that really, you know, like, like we've talked about, it is a way to get to know our Lord and our Savior. And the more you read it, the more you see that, and you, the more you understand kind of who He is and um, I know it's just brought me a lot of joy in the past, so I'm sure it will bring you joy as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, I'll say a similar thing, you know, don't, don't get caught up thinking it's a chore. You know, it's, there's a lot that you can take from it and a lot that can be very enjoyable and, and good for your life. So mm-hmm. just try to find the pleasure that comes with spending time with God. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. That'll preach. Mm. There you go. Well, uh, that's all for today on this episode of the Lightbulb Factory. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week with another discussion episode. So in the meantime, I uh, would love for you to share this episode with a friend or give us a rating or review. And next week, we'll be continuing the series, uh, Practicing the Way of Jesus, and we'll be back with another practice to discuss. So until next time, see you later. Have a good week. Anything, anything goofy, fun, fun, goofy, interesting to make? We should open, we should look up the lyrics to the scoop-de-whoop thing and and read that. Are you talking about the... The Kanye thing.
Scoopity scoop, 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 scoop,